In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. What's up? I'm Josh. How you doing, man? Anything new? No, I was doing laundry. <laughs> so yeah. when I moved in this place, I had a washer and dryer, and it's kind of a quick, funny story. And it didn't work. And like, you know how your washer machine locks? Mm-hmm. And when it's in like a spin cycle and it's washing clothes, well, it was like locked. I couldn't put the lid all the way down. And then I broke it. I broke like the, the plastic switch for it. And then I was like really bummed out because it had a full tank of water with bleach in it. I was going to clean it out. And so I end up finding the exact part on Amazon, putting it in. Everything is good to go. And I start it and the motor's blown on it. Like it doesn't spin at all. <laughs> so, it's, sucks. so right now I've been doing laundry at the laundromat. Luckily it's like literally like two minutes, like right down the street. Yeah. But um, dude, it's expensive, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been there before many times. So I have to get a new washer. <laughs> that sucks but uh good news is we got a cool guest on tonight man we yes, got we do. Uh, mickey gibbs from boomerang tool welcome to the show glad to be here fellas how y'all doing pretty good doing good welcome to the show we're happy to have you man uh brad and i are big fans of the boomerang snip so we'll talk a little bit about that um to start the episode out would you care to introduce yourself um let us know what you do for boomerang and Anything else you got going on in the fishing world? Well, I'm Captain Mickey Gibbs. I'm stationed here in Florida. Um, I do uh, charter, take people out charter fishing for uh, snook redfish and trout. I also fish all the uh, big redfish tournaments throughout the southeast, of Flo- southeast, which would be Louisiana, Georgia, um, Florida, up into the Carolinas and stuff like that. You get along with our uh, saltwater host, Dustin Nichols. He uh he chases all those fish on the on the uh, kayak. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So w- we might have to pass him over your name. Get get you a guest on his show and talk about saltwater fishing. That'd be Absolutely. cool. Absolutely, yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime. So h- how long have you been with Boomerang? So Boomerang actually started in 2010, about 2010 2011. It was a guy out of California that started it, and he was a lawyer. And 
he had it for about three years in 2015, I believe it was West Coast Corporation, which uh, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the key back um, there. You know, the little silver thing that the janitors had when you were in school that they had. To yeah. have that's, yeah. key, that's key back. So what it was is key back West Coast Corporation actually built the retractor that's inside of here. So when they decided to, um, I guess, sell, it was a perfect marriage for West Coast to buy them because they were already building the retractors. And I was, I've been with them uh, since about 2011. I started with actual the Boomerang Company. When they were bought by West Coast, they liked me, and I came over with West Coast. That's cool. I didn't know. I thought they were around much longer than that. I didn't realize they've only been around for 11 years. Yeah, yeah, it's been about eleven years. Uh, like I said, the guy the guy was a lawyer in California that started it, and it was just two guys that were running the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And West Coast ended up purchasing them or acquiring them. Well, th- these things are a really cool um, product. I, I've been using them since heck 2014, and I don't even remember where I first heard of them. It might have been just walking through Cabela's, and it caught my eye. And I'm like, those look like good snips. Yeah, you know, that's funny you say that because my first pair, I was walking through Bass Pro Shop and there was a, uh, they had them on an end cap and there was a video playing and it showed the guy cutting braided line. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. They can cut that. <laughs> yeah. So I think they were 12 bucks, 13, 14 bucks. So I says, I got to get a pair. So I grab them, I get home and I start playing with them and I was amazed how well they cut braid. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That braid, uh, I'm throwing. It cuts up to what sixty pound braid or something like yeah, that. The small ones cut up to sixty pound braid. Yeah, um, we'll have a salty dog. That this one's a bigger one. It cuts up to two hundred fifty pound braid. Oh wow! This one the you know the big offshore guys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, be, being a river guy, I throw a lot of braid to leader and stuff like that. So I'm cutting. I mean, it, it cuts any any kind of line out there and. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have any issue with it at all. Yeah, it cuts fluorocarbon, mono. It cuts it all. It, it really does. The only thing it don't cut is wire. Yeah. <laughs> try to cut wire with it. And it'll cut it, but it won't cut it for the long. I mean, that's yeah, right. And then you'll doll them up. But yeah. I got into it. Um, I just I kind of did the same thing. I was kind of looking for a new snip. So um, I got tired of breaking uh fingernail clippers so like i mean you can get fingernail clippers to cut through braid it's usually not too clean Mm -hmm. but only like when you buy them and they're brand new but it seemed to be that because i I bought boomerang snips before i even got in a kayak i I bought them when i was in the wade fishing and i would clip it on my backpack and but i at first i mean i must have went through like four pairs of fingernail clippers um, within one year. Um, it seemed to be they would just actually the whole handle system would fall apart. I don't know if it was just from like corrosion from like moisture, what it was, but I would literally break them like every month and a half to two months. And so I went out to buy some and I, I think I had run across that somebody had said, try boomerang snips. You'll like them. It even cuts braid. And it's nice because you can clip it on your, you know, your backpack and it's right there readily accessible. You don't have to dig around in your bag anymore um, and that sort of thing. So I went and bought some, man, and I, and I love them. And I think I still have the original pair that I bought like mm-hmm. five or six years ago and they still cut perfectly fine. The only yep. thing that's wrong with them was the little boomerang insignia, the little, um, little oh, plastic little, uh, piece came off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when... The two original guys had Boomerang, and the first time they were at ICAST, so they gave a lot away. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, to this day, even at ICAST, like five, six, seven years later, people still come up and say, I still use the original pair. <laughs> it's just amazing how well they hold up. I mean, for the price point, I mean, you can't you can't hate on the fact that you know the price point by any means because of how much life you could get out of a pair mm-hmm. i mean i at first i thought that i was having an issue with them locking and i realized it was me like not yeah. using it properly and pressing like one side versus both together and i kept locking it on myself and i'm like why am i having so much trouble i've had these things for years and last year every time i went to use them i had locked them in place and um but no, man, it, 
I attest this product is rock solid and you can't beat it for what price point it comes at. But I did have one question. Okay. One of my biggest things that I was always afraid of with that was the cable or the line that's used inside the retractable uh, mechanism. Um, what are they using? Because I I thought for sure I would have broken broke that by now, and I'm still shocked that it's holding up till today. So on the snips, it's it's a military grade cord. Um, that's about all I can tell you about it. I don't know exactly how it's made, but it is a military grade cord. <laughs> on our bigger retractors and stuff, now these are actually Kevlar cords. Mm -hmm. But um, on the retract on the on the snips, because it's a, such a small cord to go in there. They, I don't think they can really use the Kevlar, but it is a military grade cord and they're tested. I mean, honestly, they're tested to a million pulls. So can you cut those cords with the uh, actual boomerang snip? <laughs> um, yeah, you probably could. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I didn't know if they ever tested. That oh, anymore. Brad, I'm going to do that to you, man. I'm going to grab yours and just snip it and throw it back at you and be like, that's where your dumb question. <laughs> I, I'll hold it up like this. I'll be like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> no, I just didn't know. It, it's just, you know, companies like like to test stuff like that and, you know, yeah. just to prove a point, you know, I didn't know if they ever did it. No, but I can promise you it will cut it. <laughs> sure. That's that's funny. Uh, going back to uh, the original um, boomerang snips, I, I still have mine as well. And I will say once they get dull enough to where it won't cut braid anymore, it'll still cut those other lines like it's nothing right yeah your fluorocarbons and your monos yeah it will still cut it. so you have to understand what happens they probably don't get dull so if you look at a snip when they cut they cut it, it cuts like this the only mm -hmm. thing that would happen was that they might spread apart a little bit and yeah. that's going to stop it from cutting but they they really don't get dull i mean um fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Bass Pro Shop uses them on their line cutting machines. And you know how many reels they line a day, and they they they'll tell me they get five six years out of a pair. Wow! Yeah, cutting every day, every day, every day. So I'm gonna have to see if that's the case with mine, my old ones. See if they're a little uh, spread apart a little bit. Might be. I mean, that's. I'm not saying they won't get dull, but it's right. highly unlikely that they get dull. They most of the time, what'll happen is they'll just spread apart just a touch. And that's what causes them to. You'll start getting that little fray when you cut. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to try that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have you know people that say, "Oh my, I didn't get six months out of it." Whatever. <laughs> well, that's highly unlikely, but usually it's from them cutting something that they're not supposed to cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I was about to say like I've nicked like uh, eyelets on my ball head jigs and stuff on accident. So that that's probably the reason why. I mean, I'm I'm just as guilty as anybody. Like, you know how hard it, I mean, I don't think y'all use uh, Berkeley Gulp up there where you're at, but Berkeley Gulp is a bait that it's hard to get in the bag. I mean, it's it's just hard to get in the bag. You can barely rip it. And I'll use mine every once in a while to nip that bag just so I can open it up. And of course, it's going to get duller when you do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I tend to, I even use mine for trimming jigs. You mean the, uh, the snips, like, uh, yeah, like I'll use the snips to like trim the skirt of a jig a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, and I've done what Brad's talking about. Like I, I've noticed kind of the same thing that my braid's starting to fray a little bit. It's still cutting it good. It's just frayed. But I think that's where I've been in a hurry and I've cut onto the hook, you know, the hook eyelet on accident or something mm -hmm. of that that yeah. nature. But, and, and, you know, if you're kind of doing it hard and you're not paying attention, you know, it'd, it'd probably be, something that, you know, over time is going to cause that to spread. But I mean, if I, 
if I can get five or six years out of something that costs twelve or thirteen dollars, man, I'm all in. So oh yeah, completely agree. I mean, I had spent probably twenty dollars in in one season buying fingernail clippers that I just kept destroying. So right, and remember, it's all stainless. I mean, the blades are stainless. Even the retractor mm -hmm. inside of it is stainless. Um, but there again, stainless. Stainless is just stainless. It will still rust. Yeah. Right. You it gotta, just takes longer. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta do a little maintenance on it too. I mean, I use I use just like a product like cleanse oil or something, and just mm -hmm. spray them, you know, once a week, and just kind of let them dry. And I I get two or three years out of them, and I'm on the order two to two hundred fifty days a year, easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Now you guys got. Uh, these long nose slips, uh, snips, and the shorter ones. What, what, what exactly are the longer ones used for? So, we made the long ones for the fly guys for okay. flies and things like that. Um, they want a little longer blade, so we made the long ones. the The short one, the original BTC two hundred three, is still probably our number one seller, mm -hmm. but the long one is catching up quick. And I guess the reason why is that more people are seeing it and people like me who, you know, have gotten up in my age and I can't see as well. It's easier to see with this long blade than it is the short blade. The cut right. So that's why I use the long blade just because I can see it easier. Yeah. It, you, you guys all also offer like a, um, I forget what, uh, magnifying glass on one of them. Is that for fly guys as well? Yeah, it's for fly guys. So that's our cheater snip. Um, okay. Fly guys. Um, and the way it's designed is you wear it around your neck. It still has the retractor, mm -hmm. but then you can flip. I don't know if you, yeah, you can flip the magnifying glass out and you can, you know, if you have problems seeing you can tie or something like that. It's just a, just a little different way to, it's a three time magnification. Um, guys who don't have their glasses on all the time, you know, they can see to put a line through their hook or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. I've never seen those in stores, but I saw it on the website a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I like that. Um, yeah, there's an LED on this too, right? There is one on the um, 204. That's the LED. Okay, what is that used for? Um, it's just just a light. I mean, it's it's whoever wants one with a light, it's just available. Yeah, I mean, okay. that would be great. Like, you know, if you're up early morning or, right. you know, at dusk or whatever, you know, it's going to help you be able to see. Because, I mean, when you're starting to tie, especially if you're finesse fishing, man, that line is hard to see. So, right. Well, we yeah. also we also have one called the uh, Super Snip, which I don't know if you've seen that one. I do not have a pair here with me right now. The only difference, uh, it's basically the long blade snip. Mm -hmm. It has it has a little point right here on this handle for cleaning out the uh, the paint and the jig heads. Yeah. And instead of a, uh, it has a UV light. That's what I was getting mixed up with. Yeah, the UV light. Now the guys are using that for the walleyes and stuff if they're fishing at night to um, the glow in dark jig heads. Oh. They'll they'll charge them with that so that they'll glow. And also the fly guys are using it for their fly line because there's a lot of times they'll use a, a UV glue based right. on their lines and it just helps them uh, heat that UV glue up. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. I saw these at the store a while back. I'm like, why Why do you need a UV light? Because, again, uh, river guy, bass fishing, I'm, I'm not really using a UV light or anything. But So I, di I didn't know why it was on there. Yeah, it's just for charging the jig heads and for the UV glue on the uh, fly guys. It's pretty awesome seeing all the different variations you guys have off of that design now. Um, I had no idea there were so many different variations at this point. I mean, the only one that I think I've ever ever, ever seen besides the original ones might have been the, the longer bladed ones. And even those are a little bit rare to find in the stores. It always seems to be the, the original style, so... But that's pretty cool, man. It's it's cool to see the ingenuity you guys have at the company to kind of keep evolving the product, you know. I mean, as, as successful as the original one is, you know, you guys didn't stop there. And you're like, how can we keep improving and, you know, reach 
further into the fishing market and you know try to satisfy different anglers needs it's pretty cool right yeah we're trying to hit the, the all anglers not just not just the you know the saltwater guys or just the fly guys we're trying to cover <laughs> the whole broad spectrum of the anglers you know that's that's why we came out with a big salty dog that you know that's for the, mm -hmm. the offshore guys and stuff so yeah and i think you i think you hit it right there uh just a product for every angler out there uh, just to tie this back into kayak fishing. This snip is perfect. I wear mine on my uh, PFD just right here on my chest. And for anybody that uses the NRS Chinook, there's a little strap that's used for uh, holding your line while you're tying uh, or holding your rod while you're tying on a lure. I put my uh, boomerang snips right there. And whenever I need it, it's just boom, boom. That's it. Yep. Easy yep. as that. They are. They're. Uh, they're very convenient, and if you drop them, they don't go in the water and get lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's a good point. Are, do these things float at all? No. No. Okay. They don't. Yeah. I never. I never thought about that until. But that's. Now. I mean, that's that was our slogan: never lose your tool again. Because you're <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> and if you drop it, it always comes back to you. And that's where yeah. the boomerang came up. Is you know, you throw a boomerang, it comes back to you. Well, if you drop this thing, it comes back to you, and that's why it's called boomerang. Gotcha. Makes sense now. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I. This product right here, like I, I, I know a lot of other retractables that they have a lot of uh, pressure. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say. It has a lot of force coming back to you. The retractable part has a lot of force coming back to you to where it slaps. Boomerang uh, tool does not do that. No, no, not the not the snips. Now we do have like like I said on some of the other retractors we have, we have like a XD that has fourteen mm -hmm. ounces of pullback. That's quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, that's for you know um, the guys that hunt that want to carry their uh, range finders and stuff, mm -hmm. so that it won't it won't pull it back like you know snap it back, but yeah. we pull it back. But it's comp it's compensating for the weight of the tool basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've used other retractables before and I've I've had it sling back and hit me in the hand and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I wish I could see why just smack you in the chin or something, dude. Like um it's it's usually the hand because you know, I, I have it right there and I accidentally undo yeah. the clip or something stupid, you know. You know, something else that I don't know if y'all have seen it is our pro pliers. So the retractors in the case. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Instead of having that, you know, that curly Q thing that hangs all over and gets on everything, yeah. the retractor's right there in the case. So it's, and that's a Kevlar cord. So it just pulled back. And they sell actually the plier and the, the, the case. And they also sell just the case, which will fit any seven and a half inch plier. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pull these up on the, uh, on the now, page here. With these. those pliers, um, are you wearing that um, that holster for them? Are you wearing that on on you physically, yeah, or yeah. is it somewhere you would mount on your boat, or what? No, no you wear it on you. So it has a it, it has a actual belt clip that'll clip, or it actually has the belt loop, so you can put it through the belt itself. That's I cool. the belt loop. I don't like the clip. I mean, the clip works, but I I just mm -hmm. I rather have the belt loops, so I know it's not going anywhere when I bend over or something like that. Brad, mm -hmm. that would be really cool. You could slide that like on Jackson. It has kind of a flap on the bottom of the seat. You could clip that, slide it right on the edge of that material on the seat. It oh, yeah. There right, right there between your legs or, you know, wherever you'd want to put it. Yeah, and I, going back to that, I I have uh, – I've had problems with um, – I'm not going to say the brand, but I have some pliers that are made like that with coils and stuff, and – just being in a kayak with tethers, we've talked about it before, me and Josh. Uh, too many tethers is a bad thing in a kayak, especially if you do flip. So something like that that's on you, not at attached to the kayak, that makes it a lot more safe than some right. other products out there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it because so that curly Q thing that's on most brands of pliers when you walk by, like in my boat, when you walk by your rods that are, you know, in a rocket launcher, the mm. first thing that curly Q thing wants to do is get in all the fishing line and start getting it all tied up, whereas yeah. it's always out of the way. 
I have been there before. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, di- I didn't know you guys had those. Yeah, we have we have a lot of SKUs. I mean, people need to just go on the, the website, boomerang.com, or uh, even, even keyback.com, and um, you can get the boomerang tools through there. We, uh, we were, I mean, we were T-Rain, Boomerang T-Rain, mm-hmm. but we pretty much oh. rebranded everything from T-Rain to Boomerang. So everything, not everything, but most everything is rebranded to uh, Boomerang, not T-Rain. Well, T-Rain partnered up with a Yak Attack to make that thing, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Like that, that retractable system, mounting yeah. system. Yep. Yeah, cause yeah. That, uh, I forget. Yak Attack made it to where you could put it in a uh, um, gear track or something like that, yeah. right? Something like that. Yeah, that was a cool. Pro- uh, that was a cool product. I, I, uh, I saw that and thought it was pretty sweet that you could just hook whatever you wanted to on a gear track. So I, um, I didn't notice though. You guys too. Um, you have branded actually. There's only one company I've noticed. So I wanted to know if you guys have done this with anybody else, but I think I saw that Hobie um, had those snips, and they had instead of having the boomerang insignia, it looked like it had the Hobie one. Did you do you guys? Are you familiar with that? Sure. Um, so we'll we'll brand with anybody. Uh, we will. We will. You have to just. I mean, so if you're a tackle store or something like that, you have to order 144 of them, and we will put your logo on it. Yeah. We don't charge anything else to do that, which just 144 pieces is what you have to buy. And it doesn't have to be all the same product either. Okay. Where where do you put the logo at? I've never seen that. The big one's right where the boomerang is. Yeah, yeah. Right, where this, right where this little, um, they call it a cap. Oh. Right the button cap is. They just make one with uh, their logo on it. We've done it with, uh, you're probably not familiar with them, Fish Bites. Is a, it's a big saltwater, uh, almost like a gulp, smelly um, shrimp down here. And okay. uh, we, we partnered with them, and they do a lot of uh, snips with the uh, fish bites on I, I need a paddle in Finland. That'd be cool. <laughs> you just got to order 144 of them, dude. <laughs> hey, li- li- listeners, if you guys want one, comment on our post. We'll, we'll, we'll gauge in- interest. If it happens, we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, because I a buddy of mine, him and I, I had lost my original ones that I thought I did, and I ended up finding them packed somewhere like at the bottom of a box. And I had bought another one, and then thought I lost that one. And he had two Hobie ones, and that's where I, I was like, oh man, I didn't know that you could buy a boomerang and have you know a, another brand on those. And I figured he had gotten them from strictly sale brand, which is our our local Hobie dealer. And so I'm sure that, you know, either Hobie bought them and then supplied them out. Or if the shop, if strictly sale bought them, I'm pretty sure it was probably Hobie, Hobie, but that's pretty cool, man. It's cool that you guys give that opportunity to other companies to, you know, represent such quality product and then, you know, be able to put their brand on it. It's pretty cool because a lot of companies may not be willing to necessarily do that, you know, and, um, but man, I'll tell you what, th- those, those snips, they outshine a lot of products that are out there when it comes to line cutting. And it's been one of it, it was probably my favorite accessory for quite some time, just in fishing in general. I was like completely astonished about how long those things last and what that price point was. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yep, I agree, man. <clears throat> but let's go ahead, Brad. Uh, let's move to the uh pro grip, unless you had something else to add. No, um, so the pro grip this was made for the kayak guys. So, um, what it is, yep. so this is actually for the paddle, and it's like a Chinese or it's like a handcuff, uh, it just locks in, 
around any paddle. You can unlock it, lock it. It's on a tether, and the tether actually locks out so it doesn't pull all the time. And then it's just a little snap, and it'll come back in, and it's 48 inches long. And this is Kevlar. Okay. And you just give it a little pull. It comes back in. It comes with the carabiner. So you can hook it to stuff. You can hook it to your, you know, your life jacket or whatever you want to. Now, the, this picture that I have pulled up on the screen right here, it's showing that it's attached to the kayak. How, how, how does that work? So I'm not sure how they attach it to that kayak. I mean, they, okay. we, it, it, I, I'm not sure how they attached it to the kayak. Okay. I'm sure there's plenty of other ways to figure it out for sure. It may not even be attached though, Brad. It just might be pulled out in front of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That it does lock. I mean, it'll lock at increments like that. And you can see that there's no pull and then just a little pull and it'll pull back in. And I mean, for being 48 inches long, I mean, it's four feet long. That's quite a bit of cordage. So, you know, you can, I mean, I'm sure you could figure out a way though to attach it if you wanted to Brad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, going back to other tethers for paddles, they're using uh, those um, coil tethers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's often what which, I see. Which also c- can be a pain. Yeah, getting tangled in line yeah. and stuff like we I, mentioned earlier. I would hate to flip a kayak over and have all that stuff stringing around me. I mean, it's yeah. one thing to have like maybe one or two things, um, but having a paddle on one of those because i had one for quite some time and it didn't ever really get in my way but like brad mentioned just the kind of danger factor of it too many too much cordage isn't a good thing if you could get away with you know kind of limiting especially stuff that's on the longer side you know when you hit that that two to you know four foot mark on you know something simple like a coiled tether system it can be a little bit dangerous, really. You know, you don't want to get that stuff, you know, tangled around you or whatever. And then say the paddle gets stuck in something and then you, before you know it, your ankles, you know, tangled right. around it. But I mean, it's, and for anybody's ever wondering, it's always safe, you guys, to carry a good, um, a good knife on you. Um, there's all kinds of different um, brands out there. The best kind of thing is to look for like that diving style knife that doesn't have a, a sharp point on it, but is rated to cut cordage, you know, fairly quick, quickly. I mean, I think I have one that's got like sort of a serrated edge to be able to cut through that stuff. So if you are carrying any kind of um, tethering systems on, whether it's your catch board or your paddle or whatever, always try to remember to carry a knife to get you out of those situations. Yeah, I need to start doing that. I, I I don't have a knife, but especially having an NRS Chinook life vest that has a spot for it. I mean, you might as well throw one on there. Yeah, you now, know you're going to need. Going it. into since we're talking about kayak, you know, saying that product, did you guys see kind of a boom in the kayak industry with your sales as uh, the kayak stuff started to grow? Because I I would point the the big growth for kayak fishing. What do you would say, Brad? Like. 2014 yeah kind of where it really started to take off yeah yeah i mean i don't know if we've had a big boom back then i mean i can't i can't recall but i know a lot of the kayak guys have definitely started using this product um i think it's mandatory that y'all carry a sound device too right now like a whistle or something like that yeah yeah on most safety checks that uh, say if you like, we live in Ohio, so you know Ohio Department Natural Resources. If ODNR comes around, they'll do a safety check. You're not going to get probably fined for it, but they're going to be like, "Hey, you really need to carry one." You know, um, they won't yeah. let you on the water. I'm, I, I mean, I've seen where the guys don't have them, and they still did. So, really? <laughs> well, we have a. The reason why I said that is we have a Fox 40 whistle that's on a retractor. Nice kayak guys that went to. Um, I think I think even paddle boarders actually have to have a a uh, noise making device now, and so yeah. It, yeah so um, it, it was it it definitely um, was a good product for the kayak guys. That Fox Forty whistle, yeah, it worked very well for them. I don't see that here on the website. Yeah, um, we might have discontinued that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know we were 
still carrying it, uh, but we might have discontinued it. Okay. But you could take any, I mean, I guess you could take any of our uh, boomerang. This is a T-Rain, but any, because we had, like, this is a small and put a whistle on it and tether it to you. Right, but, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just a way of tethering it to you, so. Gotcha. So, uh, how has uh, COVID affected you guys business-wise this past year? Um, for the fishing side, it's been pretty good. I don't know what happened, you know, up there where y'all are, but down here, um, when COVID first took off and March and April were, you know, very dismal. I mean, you know, I was like, oh, no, is this ever going to end? But then about May – things just started to go crazy because people couldn't do anything but go on a boat. Right. Our, none of our boat ramps closed down. So people were going on their boats every week. And I think boat sales were through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of tackle stores were out of product because they just couldn't get a product for one thing, but they also sold out a product. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it was actually, I mean, we did pretty decent through the COVID. That's on good. The- side the boomerang side yeah everybody we've talked to it seems like their their business was just booming the whole year which is it's awesome it just shows that everybody was tired of sitting in the house and they wanted to get out and do outdoor activities which right. is pretty cool right 100 percent. i mean it it definitely definitely took off i mean some of our uh guys that i talked to down here that are are uh um I'm trying to think of what I would call them. I can't think of it right now. Um, they they had record years as far as sales, as far as fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Josh were affiliated with a uh, paddle shop up here, man, and they had record sales this year. And kayaks, like all across the country, were flying off the shelves, hard to find. Right. It's been crazy. <laughs> yep. Well, we got the uh, pro case. You guys just released this, and I saw this uh, posted on your Instagram. Uh, talk about this a little bit. So they just released the the pro case phone case, and what it basically is is it's a case that you can slide your phone into. You just unzip it, slide your phone into it, and you can now use your phone too. You can talk on your phone. You can take pictures. You can do you know e- either front or back pictures. Um, and it's on a tether too. It's it locks right there, and then you just slide it down, and it pulls out. And there again, that's another forty-eight inch Kevlar tether. Did you say that was completely waterproof? It's not waterproof. No. Okay. It's not waterproof. Um, but it is. You know, if you drop it, it's not going to go in the water. That's that's one of the good things. But it's not waterproof. Right. I got gotcha. you. That's a cool product. Yeah, you guys just released this like two weeks ago, I think, right? Yep, it was about two weeks ago we released it. Pretty cool. It fits most any smartphones. Yep. Very cool. Um, yeah, I don't see any. I'm, I'm trying to like pick out some stuff that uh, kind of relates to kayak guys because we our focus is on kayak fishing, so. Yeah, um, your your biggest product is like I said, going to be the snips, the uh, the paddle tether, the pro grip, um, that mm-hmm. phone case, that phone case for sure. I mean, that's how we do our tournaments. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. photo tournaments, right? Yep. yep. We uh, do catch photo release, and it's all uploaded. You know, you upload your picture, release the fish right then and there. And, you know, you get, you place in for like, you know, your submission, what your, your length is and that sort of thing. So it's definitely, um, there's, there's all kinds of different tether systems. Yours is the first one I've seen. that's an actual case that's attached to the tether system. Mm -hmm. Um, the other ones are usually either a, like a card system that you would snap into your existing case, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with a, like a little bit of cordage, maybe with like a, a ring on the end of it that gets attached to like a carabiner and then your typical like um, lanyard style coil uh, tether system, you know. Um, <clears throat> a lot of guys, 
in the kayak industry uh, store their phone within their uh, life jacket. I know I do. Um, yep. I don't like to have my phone out on the deck of the boat because I'm too messy. I get in and out of my kayak a lot, especially on the river. So everything gets dirty and muddy and sandy. So I don't like having my phone free floating around. So mine slides in, but there's another one. It's like a rubber, um, like a rubber piece that kind of it extends out and kind of goes around the corners of your phone, mm-hmm. which is a good one. I, I like that one. I prefer that one because I have a life proof case on my phone. So it's waterproof. But the problem is sometimes when I slide it in and out, it's really easy to knock the corner off of one of those. Mm-hmm. So I have to give that that new phone holder. You guys, you know, give it a shot and see. The, one, the only thing I would worry about a little bit is just the clarity of the picture through the uh, plastic of the case. Yeah, they're pretty clear. Uh, I mean, it most like most phones nowadays they're waterproof without a case. I mean, right? That you know, actually, this past weekend I fished a tournament in Jacksonville, which was it was a go live tournament, Facebook live tournament, which you hook a fish, you had a marshal on the boat that filmed you from the time you hooked the fish till the time you got it in, then you weighed it and then mm-hmm. you released it. Well, being cold, I mean. And I mean, our cold probably isn't your cold. I mean, it was 45 <laughs> degrees. It was rainy. It was windy. So I was freezing. Yeah. Um, it was nice to have the case because I didn't have to worry about dropping the phone. I mean, my hands aren't very well in that cold weather. And it was like, I just felt like if I didn't have the case, I would be dropping the phone right in the water. Yeah. So right. Case made it nice. And going back to the clarity on the case thing the only time I could ever see that being an issue is if it's like raining and it gets humid or something, you know, fogs it up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it would, I would assume that would work pretty much most of the time. The only time I would see an issue is like you said, in a rainy situation and, and I, it's not like the case's fault necessarily. It's just your weather conditions, you know, that sort of thing, or like a weird sun glare. Cause you know how, even with a phone that's not even in a case, that's one thing that we have to battle mm-hmm. is snapping a picture that doesn't have a lot of glare. Because when we when we do catch photo release, um, you have a, an identifier that's specific to your tournament, and that's usually in plastic also. So like the pl- going through the plastic and then trying to shoot something that's in plastic too would kind of be like a little weird. Because it's just when you snap a standard photo with a – case you know you'd be shocked of how crazy how crazy that glare can get you know and trying to fight that and sitting there taking i mean we, we'll take I, so, some guys that got the art form down sometimes you see it taking like you know 10 pictures of that same fish mm-hmm. trying to get a good shot to be able to submit it without any issues but i'm definitely going to give it a shot because i like the fact that it's in that case and it's not something that the phone can easily come out of so well, I tell you one thing that I, you know, you bring up a point. So when it's raining, no matter what, when you try to use a smartphone in the rain, you can't hit the buttons and make it work. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, don't get me started. Being, being in the case, you can because it's not the phone. The, the case is actually touching the button, not not your finger. So the phone don't get wet. So it actually works much better being inside the case to make the, the right. phone it's a good nice. point. Yeah, because then you don't have that that your wet finger contact against the phone. Because <laughs> Brad was with me when I tried to snap a picture of a huge smallmouth, and I must have snapped what I thought was like six or seven pictures, and released it and went back to look at my phone, and not one of them went through because my fingers were wet. And that wasn't even rain. It wasn't even raining that day. It was oh, just yeah. because I pulled the fish out of water, got my phone out, and was like snap, 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 snap. You know and look back and like oh my gosh do not one of those pictures took dude. <laughs> there was only one picture in existence yeah. and it was one that brad took yeah that was a good picture though man you gotta admit yeah <laughs> that's funny man i was gonna say something and then i completely forgot so it's all good <laughs> but i i will say this out of all the products that boomerang has to offer what is your favorite one well, I mean, for me, it's the snip. I mean, let's face it. I, you, you, when you're rigging lines as much as I rig lines to make that that snip the cut. And I, like I said, my favorite is still the long blade. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's just because it's easier for me to see. But I mean, when you're rigging 
you know, on a charter, I have four people that I'm, I usually take four people on the boat. Well, you know, they're always breaking off or you're always retying um, stuff like that. It makes it so much easier to have the snips, even in tournaments. I mean, you know, we're fishing around a lot of oyster beds. So your your uh, your leader gets nicked. So, you know, you bring it in and you just snip, retie and it's there. It makes it so much quicker. I mean, a lot of people say, well, they don't help you catch fish. Well, they kind of do because you can tie so much quicker with a pair of snips exactly. than trying to get your pliers out. And the other thing I find is that with pliers, pliers usually cut like this. They mash just like your fingernail clippers. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen the problem when you cut with a pair of pliers is that your your leader has always got that little flat flattened out thing. And then you go to try to put it through a jig head and it won't fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but the braid, the, the snips, they cut it, they cut it so clean that there's no, there's no fr or uh, fanning of the, the uh, leader. Right. So it yep. just goes through. So it makes it quicker and easier. And it does, I mean, it don't help you catch fish, but it helps you make more cast in my opinion. Exactly. Which makes yep. you catch more fish. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Better that's what you, especially, I mean, when you're in a tournament, it's all about how many casts you can make, how much time you keep your lure in the water. And mm -hmm. you're sitting there trying to use a pair of fingernail clippers and, you know, unless you found like the perfect ones, but you know, over time, in my opinion, you, you snip enough, um, and braid or fluoro. And especially when you start getting up in the higher pound test range, man, those things doll out. I mean, I've seen like after a season, you can look at a pair of fingernail clippers and you can see the indentations, you know, all the way across that blade. So, yeah. Right. Yep. And like you said, those things are pre that blade is pressing against another blade. You know, right. the snips right. are sliding past each other. So, right. right, they're making a very clean cut. I mean, it's a very clean cut. Yeah, that's definitely that's a that's a good point. I never really thought about it. Mashing versus sliding, slicing. But yeah, that's probably my. I mean, that's probably because I've used it the longest. I'd probably say that's my favorite. The next favorite thing, I I really love the the pro case. For the pliers yeah that's cool yeah that, like that, that was cool i i, I want to check those out I, I just really love that um i actually i actually put put my snips just like that i got them i put a little hole in my case so the snips are right there so when i'm wearing it the snips are right there the pliers are right there that's the way i do mine but like, i yeah. know what i'm buying next i'm <laughs> buying it I'm buying an exact setup, man. I can't like just having it. I can slide it right there in the seat and it could just be right there between my legs. Boom. There it is. Cause I I'm tired of, I don't like carrying pliers on my vest. It, I, it's too bulky. It's too heavy. So I stopped doing that. And so now they kind of floats around the kayak, whether it's in the, the bottom of the kayak or in my, you know, in my crate or whatever. And every time I need a pair, I end up like having to dig for it and I lose them all the time. I drop them in the water all the time. I mean, I've probably lost at least 10 pairs in the past like three years. So that's why have, I keep buying super cheap ones. We have guys that actually zip tie this to seats. Yeah. So that's tie, a good idea. You know, just zip tie it. You know, um, we also, you know, like, some of the guys down here with T-tops on their boats, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll take and put like four pair of snips around the T-tops. So no matter where they're at, they just reach up there and grab it, snip and let it go and it goes back up. So they always got a pair somewhere around them. Heck yeah. Yeah, you can never have too many of them. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, we, we hit everything here. Uh, Josh, you got anything else to add? Oh, man, I, I appreciate you coming on the episode, man. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate you guys having us and uh, promoting our product a little bit. And thank you all very much. Yep. Uh, do you want to throw any shout outs out there or uh, where people can follow you and your guide service or anything? Uh, you can follow me at uh, madredcharters.com. That's here okay. in uh, Florida. So um, madredcharters.com. And Captain and, Mickey on Facebook. Captain Mickey Gibbs on Facebook. And uh, Boomerang uh, Boomerang Tool Company on Facebook and Boomerang Tool on Instagram, too, if yeah. anybody wants to give them a follow. Yep. So please do. Again, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it was fun talking to uh, you about the Boomerang Snips. 
Yeah, thanks nope. for having me. I uh, appreciate it, Brad, Josh. I uh, appreciate it a lot. Yep. Not a problem, man. We look forward to uh, talking to you in the future, hopefully. If you guys come out with any products and you know you want to jump on and promote them a little bit, reach out to me and Brad. We'd be more than happy to have you back. Absolutely. I got your emails. I'll be giving you a shout, man. Cool. Sweet. All right. Josh. So close it out, man. <sighs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to me and Brad. And a big shout out to Boomerang for joining us this week. And if you guys have any questions, concerns, or any ideas for upcoming episodes, feel free to hit up me or Brad or Paddle and Finn. Thanks, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.